really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. Bugbears! 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 Uh, bugbears. Bugbears are... Bugbears are crazy. If you guys have not realized, we are recording these episodes a little bit earlier before we, we release them. Kind of building up a couple episodes. We accidentally put off doing this bugbear episode just long enough to get the new bugbear information from D&D Beyond or from D&D official. official Wizards of the Coast shit and i hear it is quite a debate quite a debate i know almost nothing about it except for what these two informed me about the fact that it happened um i know about og bugbears I well, am bears. excited. Bugbears are the same. Bugbears, well, they're pretty much yeah, the same. Yeah, the monster I mean, part is the same, right? Yes. Okay. There's one, yeah, there's one small couple. mechanical change that is highly debated currently. And, it's and that's not, the, the surprise attack damage increase, right? Yeah. And it's is not it a only... surprise attack anymore. Okay, right, because it's, it's, it's not before initiative. It's anyone who hasn't taken an action yet, right? Yeah. Okay. Which I mean, which essentially is first an initiative. Yeah, and I it it's just I guess a different interpretation of the same rule, right? Yes. So okay. it's like it's trying to make it not a a rogue's attack, right? So it's gotcha. like it essentially uh, instead of them having to be surprised, they just have to be lazy. And I mean, I guess I, I would understand it like you're in a battle and or you're not in a battle, let's say you're at your campfire yeah. as a party and three bugbears crash your camp. You know, I can imagine that like they would do extra damage. They would do not only do extra damage, but they would go first. They would, you know what I mean? They'd be they have long reach. So it it, it all makes sense within their own mechanics. Yeah. Why they, they have that change. I believe they're like they're a smart enough race to to know how to um ambush. So think, it's like Yeah, that's like their goal like, of life, isn't it? <laughs> to ambush. Yeah, yeah exactly. They they basically stay into the shadow and it's their goal. I thought you said the goal of oh, life. No, theirs, yeah. Their goal of life. I'm like, I don't know the goal of life <laughs> ambush. Um <laughs> No, but I can just like imagine it's like the intelligence and uh, grouping skills of the goblins, but like the strength and broodiness and menacingness of the bugbears, just like surrounding your party. Yeah, Fucking that would suck. Insane. They could wipe you out easy peasy. Mm-hmm. I get, I get it. I play a rogue who uses sneak attack, but I feel like they're they're like almost just making it a permanent like. Yeah, like it's a it's like a permanent surprise essentially. Uh, only for essentially your first round of battle though, because well, as soon as 
but you can't use a surprise. Like, you know, it's like your party is aware that you're walking into something and they're, that person is unaware that your party's going to walk in and try and attack them. Mm-hmm. You get a surprise round. Right. So it's like, yes, it's only the first thing of initiative, but I get it. It's like guaranteeing a surprise round anytime a bugbear's in com- combat. Right. Yeah, people are like, just <laughs> mid-maxing the crap out of it. And find that makes sense. Really the problem. Yeah, like, they're they're finding yeah. the perfect. Um, I don't remember Medical. exactly what it is, but the the perfect class and subclass to max max. I was damage. reading up, and it seems like the two best classes as a player bugbear would be monk or fighter. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is, it would be it's fun to theorize like best min maxing, but don't fucking play with a maxed out character. Like that's not fun. I it's, don't know though because like with me specifically like as Eben I'm trying to get as like round of a character as I can mostly because his backstory was so specifically like all his life he's been fighting 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 but like yeah. now I get a little bit more of an opportunity of freedom because it's not like warfare constantly but like with Lorne it was a pretty hard decision the other night to like go with the subclass instead yeah. because i really should be as like a proper wizard i really should be min maxing the fuck out of my character and really just going for as hard of a hit or as like displacing of a like effect as i can without being like seen or playing hit. it correctly because you're as lauren have been influenced by these insane people around you in your party and that's, and that's the reason why i'm doing it but it's but it but like if if Stampy wasn't there and didn't show me how like a crazy paladin could soak up the uh, abilities of a sorcerer somehow like and then you weren't like actively trying to teach a blood elemental common language with me like i don't think lorne would actually have chosen this decision so that's really really like specifically I feel so like sourcing is is like the epitome of min maxing, though. Yeah, like, is those, it those okay. are two things that don't really go. But together. you're min maxing on a character that doesn't like care about. Doesn't care about the fact that they have the min max abilities. You know, yeah, you're you're more like, like oh fun, so, I have sorcery now. You know, yeah, but For, I totally wanted that, to source it, it. <laughs> like me as a player. Yeah. I, I have like a very specific build for Stampy, like his ma- his his levels are all outlined and mapped. <laughs> like <clears throat> I've had that plan since the beginning, and uh, well, fair. It's the only player you get to play right now. Yeah, I mean, it, but I did role play it into existence, so that's true. Exactly. You know, that's I think that's a big difference. Yeah. If you are gonna min max, you have to make it make sense. Like yeah, like put it into your role play put it into the story so that like when p- players are like confronted with it or your dm is confronted with just an overwhelming force yeah he understands that there's there's a reason why it's there and i'm sure it will be like put into the balance easier with a better build yeah and i mean like if it doesn't work it doesn't work it that's part of D okay. like if i yep. would have truly been min maxing i would have wanted to take sorcery at the beginning and got to pick like when i take levels of sorcery but just having them you know <laughs> okay fine. back to 
real quick. So sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry because I'm rounding back to bugbears, but it's also a completely different thing. Um, you know who's basically a bugbear in human form with Ooh. this like with this sneak attack, like extra damage shit, brutal Ooh. wipe him out. Sir Christian fucked my butt. What? Sir Christian Cole. <laughs> oh. From the House of the Dragon. Hmm. Yeah. Because he's just like grew like God, that. I hate him so much. Yeah, I, guess, I hate him so much so. too. But it's like when you look at it, it's like he's just like grew up in this war, and he has this battle experience. He's a fighter, and then anytime like he's kind of like the only difference is he's a little unsuspecting until yeah. he's like a you know bugbear, yeah, civilized bugbear until yeah. like somebody. Says something. all his things to like possibly offend the fucking Allison, and then a fucking gooseberry drops in her presence, and he's fucking you're dead. So exactly for, for people that haven't played D and D, bugbear is a super weird word, and maybe a confusing concept to yeah. anyone that's never played D and D. And it was they don't to look me like as bugs well. or I mean, bears. It's not a bug. It's not a bear. It's a nope. humanoid, goblinoid that yeah. mm -hmm. looks it's furry it's like it's like if you made a seven foot tall goblin and covered it with hair it's kind of like a, yeah it kind of looks like a hulked out grinch but not with green hair yeah like with hobgoblin tint yeah that's a good way to describe it yeah, yeah. i heard <laughs> that the word bugbear comes from like old english words that basically mean like the scary thing in the night yeah that I mean, would kind of tracks i i heard in D D that they call them bugbears because of the sound their hair makes when it rubs together Ew. sounds like bugs um that's terrifying and early in like some of the earliest depiction that their hair was actually made of super small bugs they oh yeah. god so they're like kind of gross but um okay i kind of like that though like could you imagine <laughs> a bunch of like chitterlings like just making up your whole hide yeah i feel like you have to have like swarm ability if you're that would be cool how about modified bugbear where your skin's actually bugs let's do it right now that's old school gross swarm, whatever the fuck subclass kimmy has to make her bug you take 1d4 damage a day Yep. Um, just in, at the top a bugbear can handle 1d4 damage a day. But I, I feel like if you're doing that, your constitution would would level up every single level. Yeah, that's a good point. Because with like constant bashing on a stat, you're you're almost guaranteeing the strengthening of that stat. True. Yeah, well, you'd think Stampy would be smarter by now then. <laughs> no. No. His charisma gets in the way. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. that's what <laughs> he, he, really he His dumb decisions always are from the perspective of this is the most brilliant thing I've ever done. He's always flexing that charismatic personality. <laughs> um Okay, so they're they're giant furry goblins kind of. Yep. Well that not have kind you guys, of I guess they are goblins. Have you guys read the um like if a few bugbears clan up with some goblins, like they're usually left alone. But if like a hobgoblin leads the clan, 
with bugbears in it, like the, the the nearing towns will like band together and wipe them out for safety. Oh, I I didn't read that, but that makes sense. Yeah, it's like um like the danger level of like goblins and bugbears isn't high enough because nobody's nobody in that clan is essentially int- intelligent enough to do anything that isn't just brute force swarm. Mm. But but you throw a hobgoblin or two into that clan who can like you know enact some tactics and like do have some control over like how the clan acts and when yeah like that's that sounds really scary yeah i mean it seems like the bugbear is kind of just along for the ride and mm-hmm. unless like they're put in situations where they need to fight there's gonna be lazy and bully yep. everybody and yep. steal their shit yep and for people who don't know hobgoblins hobgoblins are bigger than and stronger than goblins but and more intelligent than bugbears, but not as strong as bugbears. So yeah. it would make sense for them to um, use them almost like a militia type thing. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I would imagine. Like hobgoblin command, and then you have like your infantry as goblins and your like mounted warriors essentially as your bugbears. Well, the yeah. bugbears are, are used as like shock troops and scouts. Um, oh, that makes sense because they're sneaky as fuck. Yeah. They're super sneaky, which I, I was a little bit surprised to find out when we started this research. But it seems like everything about bugbear lore is like they are the two sides of a coin that is one sneaky and one brutally aggressive. Yeah. Which is a weird combo. It's like yeah. a sneaky barbarian. And like they can fit into small places like rogues can. And yeah. Like that's which pretty. Is funny. They're giant. A giant. Seven foot tall, like, mass just kind of squeezing into, like, a tiny little crevice waiting for somebody to just, like, walk past them. So, I was, uh, I was thinking about it, you know, I was like, maybe I should do some research on, like, bugbears as a playable race to see mm-hmm. kind of what, um, the difference is. Bugbears, they are surprisingly religious. Um, they follow yeah. her reg. Yeah. And there's, like, two brother bugbear gods that they follow, mm-hmm. and one's sneaky and one's strong. Um, yep. But in the, uh, the play, like, in the official D&D bugbear playable um, race, kind of, like, the, some of the information they're talking about, they say that ruled over by a god, but they're so sneaky that they snuck out of its influence, the god's influence. Because I, I heard that there was like a, there was like a period of bugbear worship that like it was a non-bugbear deity, which was like the god of tyranny, basically. Yeah. But then they got away from him. But I did not know that it was through sneakiness. Yeah. Well, apparently bugbears are, at least in the newer, um, like the Monster of the Multiverse, it says that they are very like of the Fey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because all goblin, fae. all goblin got fey ancestry. Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, that's how they ran away was they left the fey. Gotcha. The fae wilds. Um, they snuck away from a god's influence. That's hard to do. That just uh, is a nod to how sneaky, how sneaky they actually are. Um, right. I don't know. These guys don't make sense to me. They 
walk around in like heavy armor with giant weapons and they're from what it seems they're loud and chaotic and it's the, the stealthiest thing you'll ever meet like that that little caveat of their you know being seems almost like it doesn't fit yeah it's a little op uh when thinking about confronting it as like a, a monster encounter yeah I don't think their armor is as heavy as you think oh no i i would think it is because it was very like specifically said that they like they do it all secondhand, so it might be like shoddy or like you know dented, but it is like full play chain. And I guess it depends on their class, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like what yeah. what, what they've been able I'm to like. Sorry, I'm not thinking harvest. that there's bugbears Class, wearing full plate many places. Yeah, I'm sure like um like militarized or like bugbears under command of a hobgoblin like if you see a bugbear in fucking full plate run the other way because you're yeah, probably seriously. being ambushed yeah, by I like a lot because... more than that but yeah. i would guess that like they have more weapons than and like leather and sure like chain mail but i would imagine like less full plate on the in on like your everyday bugbear because like they're strong creatures already like from what i understand and like i'm sure dylan knows the actual like ac of bugbears but 16 17 yeah Yeah, so it's like (laughs) without armor without full plate they already have like oh they wear hide armor and chain armor in the uh like in the stat block but yeah Gotcha. See, but okay. yeah, and that's hide armor and chain. Exactly, like that's their but basic. They're, they're literally stuff. right above where it says they wear chain armor. It has a depiction of them wearing like spiked pauldrons and <laughs> like chains well, hanging off of a. Yeah, hear that. I could imagine like I can imagine like an everyday experience being like essentially what you would assume like a gladiator would wear. Yeah, like his. His sword arm would be, like, as protected as possible with, like, maybe plate, but also maybe, like, just plates of leather going down. Sure. Like, you know what I mean? Maneuverability. I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. That's kind of what it looks like in this picture, honestly, is more gladiator-esque. Yeah. Like, heavy shoulders, light, everything else. Yep. And, like, it, it makes sense, too, because they're still trying to piece together whatever they're wearing from the dead bodies of their fallen, so. Yeah. So, we kind of talked about bugbears as a playable race. Mm-hmm. Bugbears in civilized communities or like as adventurers would be extremely rare. It, yep. it, it's not something like, yeah, you could play a whole party of bugbears and justify it however you want. And sure. then there's bugbears like in some like D&D settings that aren't such bad guys. But at their core... They're pretty bad guys. I mean, they're they're chaotic evil. That's their alignment. But I was yep. trying to figure out why, like, okay, so they're a playable race. And, like, there's bugbears that have turned to good. And I was trying to figure out, like, why. What's what's the justification for it? Is it just, it's a thing, deal with it? No. I'm only, I've only read one thing that told me why. Okay, hey, I, we... it might be the same thing I found. I, I read that. good. When bugbears decide to be like a goodly alignment, it's for the long term spoils 
of like their reputation being good yeah rather than like the immediate spoils of chaotic evil i i yeah essentially i think we read the same thing or heard the same thing it's like uh basically they accidentally do something good early in life yeah. and they receive like a better prize than they would have if they did something evil and then they realize oh i like this more yeah Let's it's like it's instead. it's it's literally like a, a bully being confronted with like a conundrum like do i keep bullying and getting like you know paltry lunch money or do i get my kicks of bullying by protecting like people from other bullies you know what i mean and, make and like more protection money right yeah. make protection money get like the reputation of being a good guy while also still getting to beat the shit out of people i don't like you yeah. know like it's oh essentially God. like the route of like a goodly bully when you see a bugbear who's not evil yeah i mean i pictured it as like a super rare thing it's like if you in during times of war maybe a bugbear like came upon a wounded animal and as he was looting his body or loot like he accidentally heals him somehow and then he gives him more treasure that he didn't have on his person like something super specific and random like or like he was on a hunt for a deer but then he realized like a wolf was gonna eat it so he kills the wolf yeah. and like somehow saves like a whole village from like the the constant wolf attacks yeah that's been happening for like a month that he had no idea about but now, like, everybody's like, oh, the bugbear in the mountain is our village protector or whatever. And then Starts they, getting they, offerings laid out and yeah, shit. Yeah, they give him free shit, so now he's a good yeah. guy because he gets yeah. more stuff for being a good guy. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll kill wolves for this. No that's, problem. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then there's Clark. And yeah. then there's a Clark. The bugbear. Clark, he's charmed. Bugbear. He's charmed, though. Um, well, and, I mean, we met one. Did he ever become uncharmed? And just free will. Oh uh, yeah, I think at the end it's it was a whole thing. He was like, and then we met adopted. a we met a bugbear in the campaign I run in Wilds of the Witchlight at the carnival. Melina, you weren't there for this. Okay, I was like, um, but in the in this campaign, there's a bugbear who runs basically security for the carnival, and he wears like a watermelon as a helmet, and it's it's quite. Cr- cute and funny but he will fuck you up if you guys if you decide to fuck with him and like thankfully my party was still like okay we're in a fake carnival you know still not trying to fuck everything up but yeah they don't do that anymore so uh it was nice while it lasted and like they didn't get into an early fight with the giant bugbear who would have probably wiped the floor with these level threes (laughs) uh i'm trying to think if we ever had a bugbear i think there was one in the uh Blaze Hearth Barrows just says like a random encounter, but I mm-hmm. I don't think we ever talked to him. It was just kind of like actually he yeah was with the hobgoblins, so he wanted to fight you guys. Mm-hmm. Sucks for him. He probably got killed. He did. Yeah, all the all my goblinoid creatures died quickly. Bad. It's like the one drawback for goblinoids. Like you either need to send out a hundred if you want to win, or <laughs> They're gonna die. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're using you want to have a chance of winning. Yeah, if you use <laughs> goblinoids as like a force of like I'm gonna throw these at my party so that they can fight something, then for sure 
I think they're more interesting in like a setting where you have to try and work around them. Like the, the Minds of Fandelver is a great example because like if you rush in as a level fucking one character and you have to fight a bugbear and all of his goblins and like they could yep. fucking overwhelm you. Like yep. it it's you could die surprisingly quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's actually funny because uh, the party that I worked with when I was DMing the the Minds like. They didn't. You guys didn't decide to go t- to the Goblin Hideout first, which smart. I thought was very <laughs> smart. I was part of that group. Here's the thing: for anybody who is listening who is familiar with Clark, they know that Clark is from that hideout. The Mines oh, of Fandelver. Okay. Uh, gotcha. he, he is the Bugbear Chieftain, right? Yeah. So, Bugbear Chieftain has 65 hit points. That's a tough thing for a level 3 party. Yeah. Mother. And so, in that context, I was playing a campaign that I had already listened to. Um, mm, as a podcast, that's right. Yeah. And the Adventure Zone is highly recommended. We love the McElroys. Uh, we are big fans here. And, like, the... If any, like... If anything, like they were still, some of them were still learning. So that was the it's like only part. One, two, or three with a group of yeah. people that have never played D anD D for the most part. So exactly, yeah. like they're sticking pretty close to the storyline. Yeah. So I was, I knew the storyline. So I was letting the other players who weren't playing D anD D make the actual, trying to let them make the actual decisions of which way to go. Because yeah. I knew what lied where. Yeah. So yeah, I, or like, I, I knew like, some of the things that, like, where they were, or, like, what might, could possibly, like, enemy-wise. And, like, I was tr- so I was trying not to let my decision influence, or, like, my past like, influence my character. No metagaming at the table. did a good job, and I, I don't think I was the one that was like, we can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. we need I don't more think anybody help. really... I don't really think anybody said like, oh, we can't go to the goblin hideout. It was just like, well, let's go to the town first. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, it does it does seem like a very sensible, I'm a first time player decision. Like, let's go to the town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um go and, Yeah. And like, you know, they they finished a quest there, um, or and picked up a quest there, actually both. And you know, it, it it's fun to see that like Two two of the same stories can go so differently just because of like the decision oh, yeah. of cool like you know yeah I oh yeah that. well and that's why I was trying so hard not to make any decisions because I was like this could be a comp- this is going to be a completely different thing and like ultimately Alex ended up starting to DM the Witchlight campaign so things became too much we were all like so we didn't finish that one which I'm not mad about like no. and. It's because it's like, like a starter. It's it's yeah, served it its was, purpose. It, was, it helped me learn and Yeah, we started playing because like Alex just needed a guideline to see like how do you work with the guidelines of D and D like sure. written yep. campaigns. Yeah. So that way you could, you know, build on your skills and now you throw in whatever the fuck you want whenever the fuck you want it. And that's yes, fun. I do. well, there is a uh uh, bugbear knocking on my door. He's trying to sell me something, but Hopefully it's he's got a dagger. I can see it. It's not very. Damn. Maybe maybe just like talk to him through the door then. Yeah, 
Yeah, I really want to get those security doors. I'll be right <laughs> back, guys. I gotta go deal with this. Hey guys, welcome back to another middle of the episode. I hope you're enjoying today's uh, little discussion about bugbears. I know, kind of a weird one today, and uh, hopefully it was a bit enlightening uh, for you as it was for us. Uh, yeah, lots of fun. And uh, as always, we want to give a huge shout out to at Miz and Cake on Instagram. Check out that stuff. They did our cover art. Super cool. Also, if you found us by scanning a QR code on uh, a sticker, you know, whoever, whoever put it there. Thank you. And also uh, at Olava's Cryptid Crafts made it for us. So that's awesome. We got a little little bit of a teaser announcement coming up later in the episode. Not too crazy. Don't don't get too excited. Uh, but uh, definitely stick around to, to hear about it and uh, tell everyone you know about this podcast because that would be super cool and the best way for us to do advertising since we don't do any other form of advertising. Yeah. All right. Enjoy the rest of your episode and I'll see you next week. Well, he uh, did try to mug me, guys, unfortunately. Um, but he found out I didn't have anything valuable, and he kind of just left disappointed. It's really oh. anticlimactic, to be honest. Um, Bugbears. Uh, no, I just let him. He's, he's huge. He's way bigger than me. He's even hairier than me, which is weird. <laughs> it's rare. Um, rare for an Italian boy to be the less hairy one. <laughs> Bugbears are assholes. They suck. They are. Yeah. Like, there's not too many th- places in in Dean like in the D and D monster manual that literally say bully. Like. Yeah, there there really isn't. Like it, it's a bully, which is like the worst thing. Not I mean, especially thing, in D and D, like you could be so anything cool. you want in D and D. You're gonna be a bully. Be a bully. You're gonna be a bully that really doesn't have too much of uh, any kind of drive. To do anything like no this okay is... but think about it think about I'm it thinking. kid kid who was bullied all his life finally gets to play D D, and he picks like a fucking bugbear fighter and he gets to bully everybody i'd say I most mean... people that played D were bullied as children right i mean not most but like at least originally that was like the stereotype that was like D&D the whole player Right. Well, not D&D, or they weren't, a lot of people who play D&D now, I would say, maybe didn't play D&D originally. Yeah, so fair. they weren't bullied for D&D, but they might have been bullied for other reasons, because we're just people who have open minds and are willing to not just do the normal societal thing, sure. get bullied, you know? Yeah, I, I so, guess that's true. I mean... D&D opens your brain and teaches so you, you how to think. I don't, and, I don't know. I don't think that... I think I would want to play something better like a knight that's yeah righteous yeah or like a paladin who like swears an oath against people who get bullied you know yeah yeah. i'm thinking of like an 11 year old kid though like just needing just be like i'm gonna be a bully so that way i have a place to direct my my rage or maybe he's a bully in his eyes but really he's just beating up the like bad guys you know, I sure. would no matter what. If I were DMing that table, I would make sure that all my RP went into creating such a dynamic change that that kid is like, yeah, bullying in any sense is not good. You know, like I agree. 
that, I'd be like, yeah, I know healthy... you were bullied and it sucks, but like, watch this. That's you know, such a healthy <laughs> campaign setting to learn the horrors of bullying. I, you know what? If, if you're not learning a moral lesson in D anD D, you might want to rethink what you're trying to do. Yeah, that's true. You can tell I just imagine three... like every encounter is like an orc like beating up a fairy and trying to steal its lunch money. Yeah, I mean, I, essentially, that's like that's the only reason why I'm leaning into Evan being a racist because I hope at some point, like, to not be racist. I've been fucking trying to show you, like, here's, and I know you've like rolled for everything, which I appreciate, but it's you have to start letting me roll too. You're gonna have to let because a giant if, kill. Who rolled against you? That's let fine, but roll. like. But at the same time, at the same time, though, like the logic of racism is flawed, and so like if we're if we're being if we're being realistic, the first time you come up to me and say I've made dinosaur meat from things you think are shitty non-humans, the first time, I'm I'm no matter how you roll, the first time I don't think Evan is going to be like. I'm open-minded enough to try that when he's, like, literally trying to start a fight with the commander of these people. I, I'm not saying that's going to be how it is forever. I'm hoping it's not, because I don't like being <laughs> a racist character. It's hard as fuck. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's the thing, is, like, I could put you in situations that would present moral quandaries for that, but... A hundred percent. I can't make you not racist through storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can you can throw me into a, a battle that I will never win, but I get my life saved by Goliath, and that might go might. a long way. It might. But at the same time, it might not either. And like I'm not gonna leave it up to the coin flip every single time because yeah. I don't think that's fair. You know what I mean? Like there it's are situations actions or words involved, or if it's yeah. you like Yep. Like when I when I realized I was racist against Goliath, that was a coin flip because there was no no one else was trying to like persuade me or anything like that. I literally had no idea if my character would be. So it seemed like a coin decision. But if someone's actively like working towards breaking that barrier down, I I can't leave it to a coin. Yeah. Asterisk. She's working. I mean Aster is like similar in like that's something that me and Aster share. Yeah. Is we are community builders. And then, like We're you guys have traveled down a lot. Down walls. Huh? Yeah. You guys have traveled a lot, both character and player. Oh, I'm, and so like knowing Aster that being in a part of this continent that she has not been to yeah. or mapped. The fact that there's another map, she's just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I she's amazed. She's confused. She's like, there's an entire race of people on the continent that lived on, like, just a different area of the mountain that apparently I couldn't get to. Like, the only area I thought I had never mapped is the Forgotten Forest because I couldn't fucking remember it. It would be pretty funny to know that, like, you throw Eben into a social situation with Goliath and he he will ignore slash, like, antagonize anyone. But if you set him down with a bugbear... He probably would drink with him. Shoot the shit. That's, yeah. You know? Which reminds me, I am actually, as I have to do it before next session, Um, but I'm, like, I, I want to, like, write out a letter 
I wrote it in my notes that I'm going to write a letter to leave with the Goliaths. Oh. Well, you already left the Goliaths. Well, I'm going, like, I'm going to leave it, like, with a Goliath, like, to, or, like, I'm sure we will... Aren't we still, like, with their continuity? No, I said that I left a letter with them, but I told you that I needed time to actually write it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, No, you guys are not with them, but... um, We just split. You just split. Or, like, kind of. We went left and they went right. They went into a forest that got mauled by... Most they either ran away or got like mauled and destroyed by trees. Evil oh, trees. that's right. Genetic trees that we cured. So the reason I don't like bugbears, and I don't like, I'll use them. You can play a bugbear in in a campaign, whatever. But yeah. I don't like them as a person, person to monster, because they're so fucking lazy. I mean, they have they are so capable. Yeah. so capable they can they are master hunters they're survivalists they uh, can sneak like no other they they are you know perfect infiltrators but they ain't doing any of that shit they're just being lazy like yep. i hate that so much I, <laughs> it's a wasted potential right it feeds really well into their villainous characterization you know what i mean like mm-hmm. If there was a redeeming quality of them, it would be if they weren't lazy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even the most like honorable paladin would would look at their aspiration and their and their like dedication to dominating as something to be looked at, you know, and respected. But they don't. They they go in when they know that they have the upper hand. They surround themselves with you know, weaker minds and weaker bodies so that they can dominate them and steal from them. Yeah, And it really, yeah, it really, really feeds into, let's just kill these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that the, their laziness is like the part about them that is like the chaotic evil in their chaotic mm-hmm. personalities. Mm-hmm. Just like, they They're have led, all led by of- whim like ability but yeah it's like they're so lazy and you don't know what and when is gonna they're gonna be convinced by like so it's kind of winging it yep it's scary too like thinking about confronting something like that you know you can't really get into the mindset of someone who just kind of does whatever feels right in the situation for their own personal gain you know I'm guessing they're harder to read. Yeah. Just because, like, maybe they don't know what they're going to do. When was the first time you guys have seen a bugbear? Larg. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I ever even heard of a bugbear until D&D. Like, um... Same. The Minds of Fandelver was the first time. And... That's like seeing him in that the one bugbear at the end. So that's a, a quite a different, uh, like first impression of bugbears for you then, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like, I mean, yeah. I'm a, I haven't seen him in the because I didn't get that far in the campaign, so I'm assuming that he's not the normal type of bugbear that we we've, we've been talking about. Uh, he's a bugbear chieftain who's probably just gonna eat your face. I mean, oh. yeah, he's he's just a normal bugbear, but oh, okay. he is kind mm-hmm. of like leading the goblins, I believe. Interesting. 
So that's a little bit different. It's like, there's another part of Dinah. Like, it's not just him. Yeah, I mean, there's... there's. I don't know if they're goblins or hobgoblins, but he's got a lot of, like, retainers. Um, I mean, they're, bugbears are lazy and they don't do much, but there is also the bugbear chief, right? They will take a little bit more of a leadership role. Gotcha. Not mo so much more so that they put any extra information about it, but I'm assuming, right? It's You're not just the chief of nothing. Well, right? and you said that there's two classifications for armor class on bugbears? Yeah, so there's the bugbear uh, standard stat block, and that's like uh, 16 with hide and shield. And then there's the bugbear chief stat block, which is um, 17 with chain and sh uh, shirt. So, like, it goes from a challenge rating 1 monster to a challenge rating 3 monster, which is pretty significant. I mean, yeah. challenge rating 3 monster is um they got a lot more going on psychologically than yep than your the intelligence factor is huge when it jumps from one to three in the fact that like they're not going they're going to be more tactical yeah. they're going to be more deciding on on things that are not because they're crazed or enraged or whatever they're going to think yeah and that does kind of show through i mean they only have an 11 which is a plus zero to intelligence but like the okay. bear has a negative a negative one yeah and that i mean that but they are more knowing, wise they got yeah plus one to wise knowing that you you know when you're fighting a chieftain it's a higher level of like forethought you know like yeah. you're not just going to be reacting to whatever the bugbear is doing but he will be reacting to what you do as well like that's that's a different kind of fight yeah for sure mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure in um, the adventure zone they just charmed him and threw his wolf in the fire and said sorry yeah Oh fuck! Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah, charm person. My first experience with them was this lit RPG series called The Land. Um, if you guys haven't read it, I highly recommend. It is a pretty solid, like, like TTRPG setup. The first time I ever saw them, the the main character like gets in possession of a, a large village called the Mist. And it has like a natural defense system that basically shrouds it in mist. But one night, the entire village just gets absolutely run through by a pack of bugbears. And like the only reason that everyone didn't die is because the main character came out and he's kind of a Mary Sue. And he just like wiped the floor with the rest of the, the bugbears. But not without considerable loss you know like yeah. it was a very like dark scene afterwards where he kind of went through the psychological breakdown of these things just kind of came in no warning absolutely decimated my home just 100 percent without like any resistance whatsoever and that was a very scary thing for me to read because i had no idea what these things were yeah bugbear is a scary very not Story. Um, have you seen them at all in any other media other than like D and D? I have not. That book. I'm trying mm -hmm. to think. Like I read a whole series about a goblin, which I didn't particularly care for by the end of it. But I read like five books, and I think there were bugbears at some point. <laughs> I know there was hobgoblins. I'm trying to think. So I read a book series like a long time ago when I was a teenager called the uh, Edge Chronicles. And they have something that I thought was a bugbear for a second, but they call them bander bears. Mm -hmm. And 
they don't look anything like bugbears so it was but they're they're fucking brutal as well so i was like oh wait maybe i have but I'm, no i'm gonna say that maybe the grinch is like an albino bugbear that was cast out of the fey wilds for yeah like a green. runt yeah so that's why he doesn't wear armor or anything but he's like a, he's kind of an asshole but uh, yeah you know i'd say the Grinch and a bully i would say yeah yeah the grinch is a bugbear you heard it here first folks um that is <laughs> a Christmas themed bugbear who's eventually changes his alignment, kind of. Um, oh, that's actually, and and it's because bad way it's play. because of like a, of an accidental, yeah. yeah, an accidental thing that he did after he did the bad thing. Like, oh damn. <laughs> yeah, and he's pretty fucking uh, resilient, if I do remember. Yeah. Right. Lives in a cave. Lives in a cave. Um, Collects a bunch of trash. It's fucking bugbear. He's lazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's, I guess, my next question is: uh, Is the Grinch inherently good or evil? I mean, <laughs> the, or bugbears in general? I think they are. I think chaotic evil, which is their alignment, it tracks pretty well. But yeah. I think that they can Look. be so like chaotic in their disposition that like it can change it to chaotic good. Yeah. Or neutral. Or neutral. Or neutral. And I think, yeah. you know, honestly, they might never go past chaotic neutral. They just I do don't... good things because they have more of a personal gain. Yeah, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of, like, flack for this, but in my opinion, it's the same sort of stuff that we see, like, on social media where people are, like, forcing $500 into the hands of someone who's, like, not expecting it at all and putting it on social media for everybody else to yeah. see. like. It would essentially be the same thing. Like these bugbears are not doing acts of good because they want to make good in the world. They're not doing acts of good because they want to see positive change happen. They're doing acts of good to get whatever the reward of that act of good is showered onto them. You know, yeah. It's kind of good. Yep, I agree. It is absolutely the most devious sort of empty good that you could possibly do. And if you're a bugbear, stop. If you're a bugbear, PSA, stop being a bugbear. Yes. <laughs> don't give people money, just don't film it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, if you're going to give people $500, awesome, love that. Especially because you can do No one that. needs to know. Nope, we don't need to know. Just know that you did that and that you made somebody's day better. And be a paladin instead. Be you a know? paladin. Well, eh. It it depends on the paladin. They go on a lot of crusades. (laughs) Generally, those are frowned upon. Are they underrated, overrated? I... uh... I would say underrated in the fact that, like, they're not super used, and so they're not really well-known. Like like we said, we haven't seen them in other forms of media, and it's a a pretty standard D&D monster, but you even then kind of rarely see those. Yeah, true. I think with as popular as goblins are, they're they're like nowhere to be found, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like even hobgoblins are rare. Like you see goblins, sometimes you'll see hobgoblins, but you'll almost sometimes. never see bug bugbears. And right. I'm just talking about like general media. Like. Yep. <clears throat> there was a bit of a goblin like uh, craze for a few years in like the anime world. I feel like. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I feel goblin like Goblin Slayer. There was that time I was reading yeah. it as a slime that had a whole Goblin Village. There was like, uh, I love Goblin Slayer. Yeah, I have it's heard so like brutal. some serious trigger warnings about oh, the first episode. Sure. 
There's... And so I haven't gotten into it yet, but I, no, I episode, want to. The first episode I started and I was like, what the fuck am I watching? That's pretty much what I got. Yeah. From everybody and then direction. I got past the first like couple minutes and I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it's brutal, but it's also kind of realistic. But it's like okay. not realistic exactly. to like D and D standards because it gets a little, yeah. There's there's some warranted uh, trigger warnings for sure. They... Absolutely, but like but as those somebody, are, those are goblins at their most evil, yeah. essentially. Do you yes. do you guys like the the way that you've seen goblins portrayed like in non D and D media? Oh, uh, it's so mixed. I mean, yeah, like you talk mixed. about like goblin slayer right those goblins they're they're a good portrayal of goblins they're evil as fuck and they're they're like you know doing gobliny things and then yeah like you also see goblins portrayed as like just little green guys that are just doing their thing and like if they're let if you let them kind of just do whatever then they'll just be they'll have a whole ass civilization they're not trying to conquer anything right gotcha. so i think there's I think there's so many different depictions that you can find one that like works for you. Needs. Yeah. But no bugbears. <laughs> and the yeah. That I think that's the thing. It's like in anywhere but D&D, we probably see them a little bit more in D&D than we realize because they're the lazy like bugbears in the back of this group Ooh. and horde of goblins and the goblins are the ones that are like more like rearing and ready to go and like have a stake in the like idea of this whereas like bugbears are just like more power like more uh, around for their moment yeah so it's like we probably see them more in D D than we realize and they're just kind of like in the background being lazy and we don't interact with them or don't acknowledge them so we never actually get to see see them but like in media that could be a thing it's like if you know it's like if we're taking you know a show like goblin slayer where like the goblins it, it's a big thing where they you know they surround and they like come out and attack and and all that stuff and like they have less of like a, they don't really show like where the horde is yeah as far as i remember it's been a minute since i watched it but um like if they went and like showed the horde or if like the second wave was of like like had some bugbears in there and some like or a hobgoblin or something showing like you like, I feel like that would be maybe slightly more realistic or, like, not even necessarily realistic, but, like, just there's this big connection and, like, they yeah. all go in together and work well together. So why not? I, I, that, I was going to I was asking that because I feel kind of disappointed knowing the way of the, the bugbear that we didn't see, like, a bugbear security guard just, like, lazily watching people go in and out of green guts. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is a literal goblin-run bank and with, like, so many hexes and anti-theft charms and, like, like tracing spells and all of these things that, like, the laziest job in the entirety of the Wizarding World would be a security guard at Gringotts. And if you're goblin-run bank, you would get goblins to run your security. And I think that would have just been perfect. Some seven-foot-tall, hulking motherfucking hairy dude in a black suit, just kind of, like, lazily watching, like, you know, people walk in and out. They don't have to do anything. Yeah, That's pretty <laughs> That would be a very, uh... Yeah, but then they'd have to have a job. Right? That's their job! 
No, I know, but then they would have to, like... Then they would have a job job in general. Oh, like, you're saying, like, that would go against the chaotic laziness of... I don't think they really care to have... They'd be like, nah, I'm good. It'd be too lazy to get a job. (laughs) Yeah. They're, like, out in the open. Yeah. Um... So what's uh is there anything misunderstood about the bugbears? I think um that they're sneaky. That they're sneaky. Yeah, sure. we didn't know that they're sneaky. It is such a huge surprise to know something so big and dangerous and brutal and hulking can just like be so sneaky. Yeah, climb out of a tiny little crevice and be like, "Haha, you're dead." Ah. I'm a giant monster. I got you. Um, I would say the other other big I misunderstanding is like how religious they are. I mean, yeah, they don't seem religious because their religion is literally like being sneaky and killing things. Yep. <laughs> but They're... the fact that they have a dogma and that they stick to it, yeah. like that's a pretty good surprise to me. You know? Yeah, they're a little Viking esque in that sense, right? They they prove themselves by defeating enemies, like killing a guy or killing mm-hmm. something is like a way of prayer so but at the same time though like unlike vikings because it's not uh, the killing of other people isn't so much of an aspect of the religion as the dying while in as battle the dying while in battle that's what i was but uh, like aiming towards a little bit more so because like you do yeah die in a glorious battle right yeah exactly i mean like there's a whole like Everybody. separate yeah. disjointed place where people who don't die in battle go for the afterlife you know and it's like but like i don't is that going to be like in their culture as bugbears like it's it's more like spoils and stuff right it's not very viking-esque but like there's not a lot of like real world religions i guess that klingon yeah i mean yeah i guess so yeah because i feel like the klingon like they're they're like a mix of Viking and Bugbear because they love to fight. Like they just that's just what they, they want to do. Nothing about Klingon. They don't yeah. like they don't even care about dying. I mean they like having a glorious bat- battle death, but like they need to kill like ten people before that happens. And I feel like the only difference there is like Klingons don't do sneaky shit. Yeah. Yeah, Bugbears are pretty unique. I mean, it's a very weird powerhouse. Yeah. It's just, it's strange. I think people just don't understand them in general. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, it's like you don't you don't see run that. into them yeah. that much because I was they about are to say it. one of the least interesting bad, big bad evil guys for level three campaigns. Like, yeah, they're not that exciting. But like, I mean, you could you might not be able to beat them with, them. yeah, you might not be able to beat them with brute strength, but you can absolutely outmaneuver, outsmart them. Yeah, for sure. And then, last question, how would you use Bugbear in gameplay or media? I think it would be an interesting setup to have a campaign where a small party of four accidentally travel into, like, a continent where it's mainly Bugbear. Like, even as far as, like, goblinoid other races, the smaller races, like, you'll see goblins, you'll see hobgoblins, but almost like a flip side where, like, in this continent, it's the bugbear who reigns supreme because they're so big. And their laziness comes from being able to direct their forces other places and like take down this, take down that, expand here. And they come in only when necessary. But like you don't ever see like a, a horde of goblin. You see like a den of bugbear. You know what I mean? Like 
Interesting. I think it'd, it'd be fun to see how our party like interacts with those people. Do they go in at first like with just like blind killing and just being like, well, they're bugbears, you know, like this is what we deal with when we're at home. Like we should just wipe them out. But like the, the farther in the continent they go, like they see artwork, they see religious uh, icons, you know, they see architecture going up, they see infrastructure, the deeper that they go. And their their questions pop up, like, are these regular bugbear? Like, have you guys yeah. even seen a hobgoblin, like, trying to do anything weird and, like, savvy? No? Okay. Well, what's going on, you know? Like, I think that would be an interesting uh, evolution of, like, perspective, you know? Yeah. I Here's the thing. I don't think that they would create that kind of culture. I don't think so either, but it would, it's like, it's like what partying up with a drow as like a non-evil group. You, yeah. I it think wouldn't it would, happen, but it could. I think it'd be interesting to the, like, I think it would be a misinterpretation. Like you would enter this continent thinking it was any other continent. It was full of, bu- but then you find out it's full of bugbears Maybe you think this art's from them. No, it's from the civilizations that they destroyed. Conquered, yeah. Now they've become so docile because they've been so lazy for so many generations, just living off of the like culture of the uh, civilizations that they've destroyed. See, I love that. That yeah. that makes the story even better because, like, at some point as a party, you're going to be confronted with the idea: Do we press on with this blind killing? Or do we consider that this might actually be a civilization that we can commune with? You're going to make a choice. And like, if the choice is to blind kill, okay, story is rewritten. I think we have a better chance if the storyline is like, you know, this is a continent that's been conquered so long ago that they've nothing to fight. Right. And like nobody in your party would know that this continent used to belong to anybody but the people that they see there. You know what I mean? And like, it would be really interesting natural progression to see what the party would do as opposed to, will they unravel the fact that this isn't actually bugbear civilization? Will they unravel the fact that like these bugbears have been just like waiting for a natural force to come up against? Or are they just going to sit back and kind of like enjoy the ride or wipe out this whole continent full of people, you know? I like it. What about you? I had a hard time with that because I don't like bugbears. Um, I think one way I might use them or maybe even like take a a goblin like a little little green guy who's like super super ambitious and he's always trying to do all these crazy schemes and you know trying to like hit it big constantly or like be the king of whatever Um, and he's got a bugbear companion that he just can't like accomplish any of these things because like he's not strong enough to do it so he uses uses his bugbear companion who's lazy as fuck and just doesn't want to do it but like <laughs> he he sticks with the goblin just because like every so often they get you know enough gold to like all right it's worth it i guess right but, you know so just like the the super ambitious like weak little goblin like always trying to drag this bugbear along to like do crazy ass things with him. I think that would be a fun Pretty. dynamic. But, that sounds like an amazing anime. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it, uh, that's kind of what I was thinking. Less of like a TTRPG, more of like a some kind of cartoon, like a shenanigan show. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah. A little. Goblin I feel like we should call the Goblin world. baffled. You know, 
That's his name, Baffled the Ambitious Goblin. Baffled the Ambitious. Any ideas, Melina? What? Any ideas for you? Um, honestly, like I think a lot of like our our ideas were pretty similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of where where I was at on that. There's not a lot of. Just, I don't know. Bugbear veins got to be a little bit deeper, but yeah, <clears throat> probably not by much. Tough. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not much. This was a pretty basic basic monster. As far as monsters go. Hey, we're allowed to have a basic monster in here every now and again, guys. Yeah, it's, it's a breath, yeah, breath of fresh air. People who don't know them. Yeah. Which, I mean, up until recently, I was included in that group. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, we don't really know that much about bugbears, but we knew even less before we started researching. True. 100%. 100%. I think that is a good place to call it for the day yep um, wrap it up on bug bears yeah so that's uh this has been mornings with monsters we will More- stay t- stay tuned soon we have something in the works a little bit Dude. of a shift gear while being in the same vein yes if you guys are like ah oh, i really want to really want to know a little bit more i want to st- I want to know what these things are actually like. We got something in store for you. Don't you worry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little something, something to look forward to. So, and with your brains teased. That's <laughs> that's where we'll end it. I see I see a, a bugbear approaching my house again. Oh shit! He's got a he's got a goblin with him. All right. Well, go you're gonna get that. I'm about to get messed up. Um, <laughs> We'll see you next week. You roll high on your initiative. Yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. I don't know how much of a how much damage a D six does to me. I don't even know if I'm level one. Um, We'll see you next week. (laughs) This has been Morris with Monsters. I'm Dylan. I'm Melina. And I'm Alex. Bye.